Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. You're now home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam, ladies and gentlemen, but please do drink responsibly. My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is the legendary. He's, he's making sure you can't see what kind of water he's drinking because if you want to know, he's got to pay. You guys got to pay for it. But that's Doug McCain, DMAC underscore LA. Doug, happy Friday. What is up, my man, Clint? Hey, tough game yesterday. Lots of runs scored. The bullpen was in shambles, but not a good night for Julio. Not in the best mood after that performance from the Dodgers. And I'm not happy about Dave Roberts' decision to take Mookie out of that game. You big mad? You got some I, things you want to talk about? I'm big mad. Definitely big mad. Definitely Guys, big mad about that. Drop into the comments. Let us know what you want to talk about. Let us know about how on fire the team is having lost one game in the manner in which they did. And let us know where you guys are representing Dodgers Nation tonight. Drop into the comments. Drop them area codes, your cities, all that kind of good stuff. What? I already have something. Oh, you do? Yes, you sir. got something? What do you got? It's what we're like probably like a minute into the show, and I'm going to call this the Hornito Shot Taker. Oh, oh wow. early day. It's like a lead-off Special bomb. stuff. Also, I didn't put the background on, so you want you go ahead and tell the people what it is. I'm waiting for you, bud. So the Hornito Shot Taker comment of the show is Alexander Z said, Julio Urias, as Doug likes to call him, getting crushed like Hornitos on a Friday <laughs> night. Nice. Let's well go. played. Well played, I Alex. I understood that reference. All right, now we're now we're ready for a good show. We're locked in. I forgot to I forgot to do that one last part. Uh, but on today's show, guy, appreciate the comment, guys. Drink responsibly. Drink Hornitos like Doug and I do. But we do it, you know, the safety of our home because we're good boys. Yeah, safety of our home. On today's show, is everything falling apart and the world is on fire? We'll find out. Starting pitching depth has quickly become an issue over the last weeks. Honestly, since Monday, since our last show, it is a very different feeling ball club. <laughs> Things feel scary. Julio's up and down season continues. This guy wants to talk about it. We want to talk about Mookie Betts being pulled from the game early. Bullpen talk. We'll look ahead at the rest of this series and uh, really how you talked about it on Monday, how tough of, of a stretch of games this is for this team for the next two weeks and a whole lot more on the show. Again, if you guys want to hear us just in your ear holes, we are a podcast on all the podcast mediums. Check it out and do subscribe, please. YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Hit the bell, leave a like. When you guys comment on our stuff, it really helps out the channel, so please do that. And if you do it enough, Doug will do a barrel roll. I promise you, maybe. Maybe but another shoe. You never know. <laughs> let's get into the comments here. Uh, let's see. David is saying hello to DKM. So both David and DKM are in the stream. Ruben, 805 Santa Maria, is in the house. Joe Mama's in the house. Have you said hi to Joe Mama for me? What's up, Joe Mama? How you doing? <laughs> Thanks for rocking with us. I had to do it. They, they rock with us. What's up, Joe Mama? Fellas and gals, says Elisheva over on the YouTube. Michael Carrillo getting into it earlier. says, we need to make a trade for a starter, even if we have to overpay a little. Force the issue. Friedman needs to stop being afraid of his own shadow. You know, we ran the polls this week, as we do on Tuesdays. People aren't worried about Friedman. Uh, honestly, the, the, the comments or the, the, the voter base seems to be even okay with Dave Roberts at this moment. But I think if we ran the polls today... People will be have some concerns real quick. Yeah, I think you're coming off that tough loss, but I mean, really, this team has really got it together. They put it together of late. They're playing really good baseball until yesterday. But look, you can't deny the lack of depth that you're seeing, especially now the Dustin May injury. We saw last year with Walker Bueller a similar situation where they told us, hey, he's going to come back. He's going to be ready for the postseason. And you get the PRP shot and you hope that everything was going to work out. But we never saw Dustin May in the NLDS. We never saw Walker Bueller in the NLDS. We never saw Dustin May in the NLDS. So, yeah, I'm a little concerned that of my trust level with this organization. I mean, I pet yeah. that dog a lot in the past and it's bit me pretty hard. I don't know if I want to try to pet it again. So I'm a little concerned about 
out. Yeah, Dustin point, May. It's on you if you keep petting this angry dog that wants to bite you. Yeah. And at this point, I think if you do feel like this team can legitimately contend for the World Series, if you feel good about the offense, you feel like they have enough pieces, you have a lot of these one-year deals going on with J.D. Martinez and the like, guys like that, I do think you owe it to yourself to explore the trademark. You guys know I've been after a starting pitcher trade for since like the Sandy Koufax era, okay? I want me a, a starting pitcher trade. But the reality is there's not a lot of great guys out there as of yet. No names really have emerged. Some interesting names we could talk about in a little bit, but there's not that one guy. Like last year was Luis Castillo. I mean, there's not that one guy that really years. has a rule of few, yeah, but yeah. he actually pulled the trigger last year. So there really isn't that one guy that has truly emerged, but there are some interesting names. And also, too, there is some, like Bobby Miller, he's starting to emerge, starting to pitch better. Gavin Stone's coming off his best start. So mm -hmm. they do have some internal options that I think are going to get an opportunity to step up and provide some depth and really see if they can be that guy. But yeah, when it comes to the postseason, you really need three strong starters. Right now, some of these guys looking rocky. Yeah, we'll dive more into that in a little bit. we got to get some more comments in here. I saw a comment earlier, a second ago. Uh, someone asked uh, Norman, Norman uh, Rowe or Rao on, uh, on YouTube saying, why send Kobe down? I thought he was great. Those guys yesterday, not so much. Well, right now it's at a point of the the revolving door bullpen, so the carousel bullpen. It's, he came up, and he wasn't going to be available for another three or four days to pitch again, and they need somebody like now. They needed somebody yesterday to happen uh, to, to, to be available. Um, tonight should be better. You know, Dave said yesterday, and we'll talk more about that because, again, the whole, the whole Mookie Betts, Get, you know, uh, getting the night off in the fifth inning. Um, Dave wanted to stay away from some bullpen arms, which makes sense. You know, they're in the middle of, a, I think, a 13-game uh, stretch, and then it's 23 in, or 22 in 23 days or something like that. They're playing a lot of baseball, uh, and it doesn't help when you have <laughs> you know, a four-inning start followed up by a four-inning start, and then a three-inning start mixed in there. Right now, Tony Gonsolin's kind of the ace of the staff, and hopefully he goes deep tonight as, yeah, I probably just cursed it, hoping the best for the cat, man. No, but you're right, and also he happens to be the freshest arm, right? He missed significant time. Well, I think the innings have caught up to Clayton Kershaw a little bit, obviously dealing with the passing of his mom, still going out there making that start. But yeah, he faced a lot of traffic. He got into some deep counts. The punch out numbers, the, the swing strike numbers were pretty impressive for Kirsch in yeah. his start against the Twins, but you're not getting those quality six and seven inning starts. And the bullpen is starting to get taxed really heavily. And it's going to add up. It's going to catch up to this team. And yeah, they need to find a way to have Gonson go out there and make a strong start yeah. because yeah, I mean... This is going to be the longest start of his, uh, of his season for sure. Hopefully it's a good one. But, um, you know, uh, I don't know if this is brand new and, and Noah will look it up in the background. He's going to be our technical producer, we'll say, or something. I'm just going to make up bullshit things so he feels better about himself. But Alishevis' <laughs> doc told the press conference people that may will be out between four and six weeks. I don't know if that's new, but that's what you would assume either way with with what he has. The uh, the flexor strain, I think what we'll probably see. Okay, four, then we'll go from there. Gotcha. So it was a beat writer, like crazy beatnik. But that sounds about right for the bare minimum. What? <laughs> Why a beep? Um, with, you know, with these situations, I just don't hope they don't rush him. I think what we're going to see, if we're going to get a little ahead to D-May here, I think we're going to see him, uh, you know, you're going to have rest. You're going to have PRP. You're going to have more rest, build him back up. Uh, I'm ballparking my, my, you know, a needle in a haystack, throwing a dart at a pile of crap. I don't know what I'm saying here, but I think three months, I think we do not see Dustin May for three months. That sounds that like that's the, the ceiling. I mean, hopefully if it's three months and you can get him back with a few starts and you get him ready to go for the postseason. Yeah, we get in that problem again. If it's like, it's only a few starts, you know, that, that, that's kind of trouble, but uh, we want to get into more comments, and then we'll we'll dive more into to uh, pitching and all that kind of stuff. Jacob Rose uh, mentions Dylan Cease and Anderson. I'm guessing we're talking about Tim Anderson, who's not a pitcher, but he is a shortstop. And you know what? Uh, you could always add add more uh, hitting depth on this team because there are a few wasted roster spots out there. Sorry, Trace Thompson, Noah Cameras in the stream says fire Dave Roberts. Oh, Rave Roberts, my bad. Different, no relation, no relation. He just doesn't like that guy having a, jo uh, having a job. Um, Sarah Morris says uh, he, she thinks Dustin May is done for the year. 
That'd be rough. That'd be rough. But you know, that's a massive window open to uh, our massive door open for for Gavin Stone for now. But um, hey, Matthew asks, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on Eric Hosmer being DFA'd? Yeah, I mean, ever since uh, in a word the big trade. I mean, Funny. you got to feel bad for Dave Navarro. I mean, he's still can fall back on his rock career and get it popping that way. No, but uh, yeah, no, I think, yeah, it's, it's a guy, look, he's already had a pretty good career, signed a nice contract. He's living everyone else's dream. He'll find a place. He'll, he'll get a landing spot. Not too much, not too much on that, but we got some other comments here. We got, yeah, I think, look, I think that I was kind of want to touch on the Dustin May. I don't think he's going to be out for three months. I don't think he's going to be out for three oh, months. I got him real. I got him real agitated. What do you think about that? Or Cody? no, I mean, I mean, not out for, like, no, hey, no. hey, we are, we are getting back into this. No, not out for three months. I meant not out for the year. Sorry. I don't think it'll be out for the year because oh, gotcha. if he's going to be out gotcha. for the year, that means that he didn't respond at all to the PRP shot. And that also you're going to have to undergo serious surgery, but it wasn't additional damage to the tendon of the UCL. So there's that. And I think, look, you've heard, you talk to people that, that scouts and this and that they talk about Dustin May's mechanics and how it's not necessarily smooth it's a little rocky out there and I think the silver lining in all this is look they have to address that with Dustin May because look if it didn't happen in his last start if it didn't happen in his next start it's going to happen at some point if they don't clean up his mechanics and he just has to do that if he wants to stay on the mound for his career because that's a violent delivery the way he throws that two-seamer the way his releases is going to be inevitable unless they clean some things up it might be something too where kid needs to bulk up a little bit more he's a very very lanky uh, you know as as vin would say back in the day all elbows and kneecaps from this guy and you know going full <laughs> full bone uh full-blown uh pronation and and uh you know overextend not overextension but extension to get that 22 inches of run on that fastball yeah no definitely look it's the gift and the curse right i mean his stuff is filthy we know that but that does come at a price but if you look at baseball prospectus on their injury list for this same injury for the flexor pronator strains 2022 luke weaver he missed 65 games hunter harvey missed 80 games art warren missed 45 games and in 2021 jake odorizzi missed 34 games with the injury so if this really is what it is he is going to be able to hopefully avoid injury and return but i will say the downside of this is he was going from a the proverbial the thrower to a, a pitcher a thrower to a pitcher right yeah. he was really learning how to go out there and grind out starts uh, yeah he was my guy he was my pick to be like a leader for the staff this year and he was doing fine until his body was like telling him no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah you got it yeah, <laughs> yeah i got it all right dkm it said, hey, DMAC, the hit song of NSYNC was a curse, turns out. They know that they knew the true story of DMA. That's why it's called It's Gonna Be May. Oh, With yeah. touch music. That's what he said to you. Hey, Dustin Timberlake, it's gonna be May. But yeah, no. You know, he's got to stop getting injured in May. I'm just saying. Yeah, May is not a good month. That's not been a good month for the kid. Tommy John towards UC on May, May Day these, against the Brewers. All these and, injuries are making me tired. Yeah, it's, it's I'm gonna rough. put on my Manta Sleep mask. Why don't you tell people where they can get one? I'm ready to roll. So Mantis Sleep, they make the world's best sleep masks and sleep accessories. Everything they do is to enable better lives through better sleep. They work relentlessly to improve and optimize sleep so you can have the energy to live your best life. Check out MantisSleep.com today so you can sleep better anywhere, anytime. Get your Mantis mask today. Use the code DN2023. Boom. Go get some Mantis Sleep, guys. You're going to need some rest. I'm so refreshed right now. I'm going to keep refreshing while we're talking about things. Tell me which camera. Is it that one? Is it that one? Is it this one? I'm just going to stare into the middle of them both, and I'm going to say that, uh, Doug, are, are the Dodgers right now the worst, best team in baseball? Because everything just feels very scary and and injured, and the, the pitching situation, man, is getting dire real, real damn quick. Dustin May, again, hurt. We've already kind of reacted about it. I say three months. Do you think you think less than three months, or do you think that's a fair pocket? I think, I think, I think like two months. I think in two months. I think I think they Sounds realize that. Sounds like a bet. I think they realize. Well, we can, uh, I'm, I'm I'm definitely on the optimistic side. One million dollars. I'm definitely on the optimistic side. I wouldn't be shocked if it was three months. I was more reacting to the rest of the year. I think. Fair. He's not looking. If you look at the velo drop, yes, it was down 1.9 miles per hour on the fastball. It was down on the cutter. But I love the fact he still got those two punch outs in the one inning. So, like, even that's how you know how good Dustin May is, is when 95 96 is down on his velocity. That shows you how world class and top shelf his stuff is. Man, you really wonder if he should be working in that range. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 
136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Yeah, I think. Look, you can't. You when you're like for him, it's about his size, it's about the coil on his pitching, and just look. I don't, you're not gonna have him like cut down that. He is gonna be who he is. But I think there are some ways. Look, you've heard some people say, will he profile as a reliever one day because of that violent delivery, because of that three quarters mm-hmm. delivery? Is that gonna be something that's gonna hinder him throughout his career? And really, just feel for the guy. It's gotta be extremely frustrating because he was just emerging as a good pitcher, a great pitcher. He was definitely headed for the All Star game. I'm a little upset. I said back. <laughs> In November, he'd be an all-star. Now, guys, vote him in anyway, just Making so I can be right. Bad. Yeah, and you look at his ERA, a two six eight ERA, three twenty eight FIP. Yes, the strikeout numbers. They're not where you want to see him at 18.2%. That was his strikeout rate. The walks are a little high at nine starts in 48 innings of work. But pitching to contact, learning how to work both sides of the plate, the two-seamer, working on the curveball. This is a guy that definitely is heading in the right direction. But I still believe that he'll be back in a few months. Now, to answer your question, are the Dodgers the best, worst team in baseball? I think that's a really interesting conversation <laughs> right there. Because, yeah, if you look at it, this is a team... They won 15 of their last 19 games. They've won six straight series. This team has been the hottest team in baseball, taking care of business, and a lot of that has to do with their bullpen, with their pitching, but now it's starting to slide. I think the offense is going to be able to carry this team through games. I mean, just look at yesterday. They're down by seven runs at one point, down to nine to two. Freddie Freeman gets the grand slam. They climb their way all the way back. But still, the reason why this team was hovering around 500 to start the year was because the bullpen was inconsistent, was because you weren't getting enough innings from starting pitching guys went down and they're going to have to turn to guys and you also figure out that this part of the season if you're going to have an injury to a Dustin mate to a key starter now you start the evaluation process you mentioned Dylan Cease he's an interesting name Lucas Giolito he's another yeah. guy that is on an expiring contract Harvard Westlake kid local kid and then yeah there's some other names out there Tyler Glass now is a very interesting name because he's still dealing with that oblique he hasn't even pitched yet this season yeah. there's a lot of talk that they might move him and I think and it feels like at this point with the Rays he's kind of you know, superfluous. But as the seasons go with this sport and all sports, they're going to have an injury that's going to happen at the right time for him to plug back into that rotation. Yeah, I'd look, but the thing is, they want to maximize everything they can for players that are an asset. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there has been some talk that just they don't see eye-to-eye down Tampa Bay with him and Glass now, Glass down the organization, and maybe they do move him at the deadline. And look, if you're going to go make a starting pitcher trade, I think you look at what does this rotation bring when they are at their very best. And you look at Clayton Kershaw. He's not a high velo guy. He's a command guy that has a filthy slider, works in the curveball. Julio Arias, he needs to improve his command tremendously if he wants to get back to the pitch that we saw that finished third in the Cy Young last year, that finished seventh the year before that, that was headed for a massive payday. So I look at, if you're going to go out there and make a trade and you do have your doubts about Dustin May when he returns, I think you need to go out there and get a high velo guy that has that brings that different look to a lineup that you might be facing in the postseason because you don't always want to go against lefties, right? And you got Kershaw, Urias. You don't always want to go against guys that rely on off speed. We know Velo plays up. Velo is king in the postseason. Another guy, Aaron Nola, not a big high Velo guy. But yeah, they keep being bad. The Phillies keep being bad. You can see uh, see some dudes, especially Nola. He's another uh, expiring contract guy. So Yeah, and him, him and Urias. The fits of sits is there. Yeah, so there are some options out there, but I still feel like this Dodgers team, look, every time we doubt this team, every time we think they're going to go on a big slide, the offense ex- explodes. You get contributions from one of these rookies. Miguel Vargas, another two yeah. hits from him yesterday. I, it, it is it is tough because, like you're saying, <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, Max, we'll get you out on this Bandwagon, Bandwagon's ben, still free, right? Yeah, Bandwagon is still, still able to have, get it. Is this just the biggest train in the world, or... Does nobody want to buy your your free tickets to the uh, Miguel Vargas? We Express? still have spots available. I mean, come on now. I thought we were gonna sell faster than Drake tickets. I mean, come on, Miguel Vargas Bruh. fans, looking a lot better at the plate. So yeah, I mean, what yeah, do you think o- of that? What's your take offense, on that? Though? The offense is there. The bullpen. It's like the twelfth and thirteenth guy in the bullpen, yeah. just are are kind of doo doo, whoever they may be. 
I've been, you know, he had a nice stretch, but I've been down on the Yancey train all season. Uh, I think people are trying to get off the, the, the train at the next stop. Um, he's just had too many of these blowups, and now you're seeing back-to-back -back outings for him where he's given up, you know, not just one. We're talking about three runs, I think, in both of his games, but he's given up multiple runs in both of his outings. He's had a few too many of those games uh, this year. I think if there were a better option available in the bullpen, I think if you got somebody like Dan Hudson, who was if if he was available, he would take that spot. You'd feel a lot better. But you know, you look at that game yesterday, where yeah, you do have the grand slam. They they find a way to claw back into this game. They bring it to nine eight at one point. But by that point, Mookie Betts is already already out of the game. Um, you've already every reliever gave up just a crap ton of runs it was what like two th two then three then four uh andre jackson sorry is not a big leaguer uh we tried noah and i tried our best to make him a thing this year it just did not work he does not have the stuff to get these dudes out at the big league level he he gave them some innings but dave dave wrote him too long and i just i i don't see it i just uh, it's not there he also doesn't have the stuff to be a a single inning like dominant dude or whatever it is but the bullpen is is giving me the struggles or giving me the concerns but also uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna take that and i'm gonna push it to you because i know you wanted to talk more about the mookie thing like how do you dave essentially admitted to like they looked towards the the long term they looked towards this this tough stretch of games and wanted to 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 save some arms and get some people off their their feet some people being mookie bets you're 300 you know, $65 million guy, you're taking him out in the fifth inning of a ball game because it's 9-2 or 9-3 or whatever it was? Yeah, no. I mean, I want to respond to all the points you made. I think Daniel Hudson, I love what you said about oh. Daniel Hudson and the fact that, yeah, that's going to change a lot for this team. If he can come back and look 80% of what he looked like last year before he had the ACL injury, that's going to change things. You're not going to worry about Yancey Almonte as much. And yes, I called him Yancey Almonte. I was high on him, but this year hasn't been the same. He did have a five appearance scoreless streak, yeah. but the issue with him, two seam fastball, the sinker, the sweeper, the sweeper is actually an effective pitch for him. It's he just can't locate that he two seam fastball it. and he's he leaving. Can't locate both, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, the and sweeper, you kind of want the other. sweeper outside the yeah. zone, but the two seamer living out, out over the plate, you have to avoid the meat of the plate if you're Yancey Almonte because look the margin for error for a guy like that isn't as high velocity wise he's okay but it's not like a guy that's going to blow past guys so you definitely want to change that and I think he's your classic case Clint of you fixed him one year he's a volatile reliever look what's the Baja men's second best song other than who let the dogs out do you know no exactly right they're a one-hit wonder right <laughs> no. bullpen members are one-hit wonders they just have the one song they actually had a second i was watching youtube the other day about their second best songs of one-hit wonders but yeah my point is you're Maybe gonna have you're gonna have one-hit wonders right uh -huh. but every now and then you have an evan phillips who they found and is he's proven this is who he is yes. a little bit of a late bloomer this is who he is at this career yancy amante you can't trust so i love the fact you bring up hudson because if he does return to form i think that changes the game but and also, Alex Reyes is a guy of fire rise, and they do have some guys that could come in yeah, and contribute. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they. But come at least back. the upside and still is kind there. Of, they're still kind of far away, and even starting pitching, I want to talk. We got to talk, talk starting yeah. pitching as well, but. But I want to talk. Yeah, let me let me touch on first Andre Jackson. So, Andre Jackson, I think he went out there and he battled. But so two grabs I had with Dave Roberts yesterday, oh. and first one the Mookie one I'll touch on in a second. But in that situation. Andre Jackson's out there and you're hanging him to dry and you haven't faced Lars Newbar again and you know that he's going to go deep. You got to go to a lefty in that situation and yeah. if you're telling your team first in the game you're saying, "Oh, we're down 9 to 3. We're the, down 9 to 2." Even yeah. though we had an epic 6-run comeback last year. You know, one one thing, one gripe I will give to the or uh, put on Dave, I guess, or put out there about Dave is that there are times where he does not uh, worry about damaging some players' careers. Look at Jake Reed, the situation he was brought into in in uh, what is that place? Chicago earlier this year. Yeah, I mean, dude, dude got on a plane uh, at four thirty in the morning, flew there, got to the ballpark like in the first inning, and was thrown into the third inning. and gave up like seventeen. You know, or I think it was actually like six runs, but 17 home runs sounds better. It sounds more dramatic that way. It makes Dave Roberts look worse. But you have that. You have the Kobe situation. He's thrown out there, and it's like, hey, you did great. Bye. You know, thanks for stopping by. Kobe talking about, oh, man, I feel so good. It's my hometown team. Grew up right down the road. Bye, baby. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you out of here. Uh, and then Andre Jackson, who's had a tough year, and he's he's admitted to having some some you know mental struggles with the game and and with his stuff and leaving him out there for you know you had three innings, he did well. Let him let him soak that in. Continuing to run Trace Thompson out there against left-handed pitching, dude hasn't gotten a hit in more than a month. It's insane. Baja men had a hit more recently than Trace Thompson. No, Bruh. <laughs> little call back I, I there. I think I think there's there's uh, there's just sometimes where, where Dave is like, I think the he's gonna figure it out is detrimental to some of these these people's lives, livelihoods, and careers. So uh, some of these some might say those are all the same thing. But um, I just wanted to throw that in there to, to bitch about Dave for a second because people I feel, thank you, don't think we complain about Dave Roberts enough. We haven't for a while. But I'm a straight shooter. I mean, I give him credit when I think he deserves it, but I think, too, I'm critical. And I think in this case with Mookie Betts, it just sends a bad message. I think you're up. You're trailing 9-3 to three in that game. You're in the fifth inning. You take out Mookie Betts, and he would have been up in some key situations later. And then he doubled down on it after the game when he was speaking to reporters, and they asked him about it. And he kind of made light of this situation. He was saying, oh, I told, I told Mookie that, oh, Trace took that walk. I'm glad I took you out. Really? To me, that's not funny. I mean, no. to me, you look at Mookie Betts. This is a superstar player that is still he still has the record for the largest contract, 12 years, $365 million. He's at his absolute prime at age 30. I just don't love it. I'm watching the NBA. I'm seeing Jimmy Butler go out there and grind. Uh, this is the town of Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality. Remember what Kobe said? Kobe said, hey, why would you play through injury? Why would you play every single game? Because there might be someone in the arena that spent all their money is only going to get one chance in their lifetime to see me play, and I play for that guy. I play for that fan. I play for that yeah. person. So, yeah, to me, I just didn't love that. I think that, to me, waving the white flag that early, and I think you wave the white flag later when you don't give Andre Jackson some support. So, yeah, I think that, to me, it kind of speaks to an issue with this franchise as far as how they treat superstars. I think it goes, it's a two-way street. I think superstars want to come to L.A. because they know they're going to be around other superstars. They know that the PR team, they're going to kind of coddle them to an extent. But when it comes to, hey, if you're on the Yankees, if you're on some of these other teams, you're gonna they're gonna put you to the fire a little bit. They're just gonna put a little more pressure on you. So yeah, I think for that situation, I just didn't love that. I mean, I mean, you going on the road. I mean, I had f them going five and two. Now I'm kind of worried about that. <laughs> now we come back to about it, being about. It's us. about me. So yeah, now, let's make it about the people in the stream. Cody, I know you got a couple of things you wanted to talk about. So let's hear from Mr. Cody Lou. What you got, Chief? We have a super chat. Yeah, we gotta get those Dodger lights. Oh, yeah. No load managing. Can we like, get the Charmin song? By the way, I like that new uh, that new song they're playing at Dodger Stadium in the store. Yeah, it's got some vibes. Shout out Dodgers for doing that. Cody, the floor is yours. We have a super chat from Scabito Gaming. He says, "I love that guy." Can't wait, can't wait till Hasbro starting lineup does baseball figures so we can get some Dodgers players, maybe even a Vin figure in the booth. Oh, that would be cool. How about some, some toys? Play with our toys. That would be pretty cool. Get them all over the desk here. Put them on the bobblehead shelf behind me. Hell yeah, I'm in. Our starting lineup is Appreciate back. Is that a thing again? Uh, I guess he says. He says, can't wait till Hasbro starting lineup line does nice. baseball figures. That, I, mean, I used to get those at Rite Aid. Remember we got an Eddie George one. Hold on, guys. This is uh, Nick Doug, Van Exel. This is Doug's... Uh, my childhood Eddie was nice George. Corner. Oh, that's right. You're a it C reminds me of that scene in Home Alone where... Where Kevin he knocks all Biff's action Kevin. figures down, with the BB gun. But yeah, I'm looking forward to those. I can't. I cannot wait to see those. I really. Which I starting really lineup love. you guys want to see? So you got to choose the right time just to give Doug that hair of silence, and he you watch him flounder. It's just it's beautiful. Eddie George, big Ohio State fan or something. Appreciate the comment. Appreciate Blunter. the super chat. Did <laughs> you have anything else? You're good, right? I think I thought I saw you. Uh, Shout out to Scabito Gaming though. Shout out Scabito. Scabito. I feel like Scabito Gaming maybe owns starting lineup. He's trying to get some free promotion here. That's my theory here. Yeah. Well, That's Hasbro, one, if you're literally listening. not free promotion there. They paid. <laughs> okay. Super okay. Thank you, Max. Get you on this yeah. one. Uh, do we want to talk more about the options to replace Dustin May, or should we kind Good. of expand on the rotation a little bit more first? Because, again, yeah, D-May out. You're coming off a rough start. To, to, I guess to give a hair of credit to Dave, particularly on the bullpen side. I would say I, I'm more on the agree with you about being angry. About, not angry, but just don't don't take Mookie out in that situation. If you want him to get a day off, give him a damn day off, you know, but but keep him out there. Um, 
pitching wise, though, it's rough. Uh, these dudes have been um, not not you know, answering their call uh, as well as they should. Of course, D-May goes one inning. He's hurt. Kershaw couldn't uh, work the magic again and and bail out the uh, the rotation with a gem. He he gets through four innings. Uh, Cindergard gives him four innings. Julio gives him three innings. Again, Gonson, like I said, is kind of the best starter in the rotation right now. Um, Julio needed to do better yesterday, and they're talking about maybe he's tipping. Uh, they today they said they had, they weren't able to confirm anything about tipping, but uh, there's something wrong with Julio. I don't know what the hell the deal is. Outside of maybe it's just I put that in the ethos. I said this is not going to be as good of a season yeah, for him. Did. So let me go ahead and just uh, pick up that victory lap real quick. But what are you seeing out of this guy, and are you worried about just uh, what he's going to be able to give this team for the rest of the season before we start worrying too much about how much money he's costing himself in the offseason? Yeah, I mean, for starters, I'll say I rewatched the home runs he gave yesterday. He was not tipping pitches. He was not executing pitches. I mean, if you look at how badly his misses were, I mean, you saw Will Smith setting up low and away, low and in, and he's literally going middle, middle, yeah. and they're just crushing. I mean, those are BP heaters. I mean, you're talking about a guy getting raked for 1,596 feet worth of home runs in a game. First Dodger since Ben waited 1954 to surf up four dingers in a game. So, yeah, and if you look at so far in the season, 228 home runs per nine. So that is a problem this year. But really what you're seeing is his stuff just isn't as good this season. If you look at some of his baseball advanced stuff, really the run is still pretty consistent. The vertical movement, the horizontal movement is there. It's just he's not a guy that can live in the middle of the zone. He has to avoid the heart of the plate. When you're seeing the best version of Julio Arias, it's a guy that's on the black, that's working the edges, that's up in the zone, that's down the zone, that has the depth on the changeup, that has the depth on the slurve, and he's just not executing pitches. It's pretty much as simple as that. I think, too, from a mechanic standpoint, you know when you watch him, he's doing that, that really big, like kind of aggressive pull where his leg is flying this way? There's something up with his mechanics where he's not getting that same follow through, that same just downward motion, that tilt to the plate that you're seeing. I mean, when he was at his best, he was mostly pitching out of the stretch, stretch in the yeah. last two years. And, yeah. And he's, you know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. The, the wind up is kind of back and it's exaggerated, maybe a bit too much at times. Yeah, I think there definitely is something that they should look at. I think. You take Julio Urias when he's at his best. He's at this in the stretch. He's not worried about anything else. And he's going out there and making pitches. Another thing, too, he's been getting rocked on the road. A 761 ERA yeah. compared to a 199 ERA at home. Another thing, too, that changeup is just not as good. So there's really two things with Julio Urias. They are raking against his fastball, and that has a lot to do with the fact that he's not locating it well, mm -hmm. hitting almost 300, hitting over 560, slugging on it. So they're tattooing his 14 heater. 14 home runs. 14 bombs league on leader. the air. Yeah. Tied for league league. Tied for league league. And if you just look at the rate stats, like I said, 2.28 home runs per nine. I mean, that's second in the league. That is high. And he's a guy that can live off solo home runs. It's just about avoiding four home runs in one inning, avoiding multi yeah multi-inning home runs and we've yeah, seen that, that multiple times so against pittsburgh we saw these nightmare innings and i think for him there's a mindset thing with julio urias where if some guy goes deep on him he wants to challenge the next hitter and he wants to throw it right past him but sometimes i think you have to kind of respect the fact that sometimes you just don't have the feel for your stuff that night and kind of work around guys and i think some of his machismo some of his moxie at times it definitely helps yeah. him when he has it like we saw in the 2020 postseason where Got the final outs, the NLCS yeah. and World Series. But sometimes I think it does work against him is that competitive fire. Sometimes you have to know what you have that day. Sometimes you're in the 14th round of a boxing match and you're a little woozy, right? You're not going to go out there and throw haymakers. So I think for Julio Arias, that's the other thing, too. If you look at that changeup, last year, opponents hit just two home runs off that combio. Shout out to Jerry Harrison Jr. This year, he's already for given up five. Spanish. Cambio. You give, he's already given up five home runs off that changeup compared to two last year. So, yeah, I mean, a 4-3-9 ERA, the numbers don't look great. He really has had three clunker starts this season, but he also, you know, if you heard the story where he went into Dave Roberts' office and said, yeah. enough's enough, I'm going to be back, I'm going to be Julio Arias. Well, and if he's got to do that every three or four starts, so be it. Maybe that's it what he needs to do. Like this. Exactly. I mean, going against the Cardinals on the road. So, yeah, it was just a tough outing. He hates opening for a road of a, a critical road trip, not even critical, but a tough road trip for this team. Going at that, that's just, it's it's not doesn't put your team in a, in a great position. 
if you're giving up all them run points hashtag analysis <laughs> i love when you do that on twitter i look forward to that those are those are bangers usually it's bad because the team is sucking butt yeah not in the fun way is there a fun way you let us know in the comments below please don't yeah don't, but let us know i mean what, what do you i mean do you think we're gonna get i think this is <laughs> respectfully gang yeah I, I think this is one of the most important issues right now if you're looking at the dodgers universe you talk about the bullpen you talk about the starting line you talk about dave roberts i think the fact that julio urias does not look like the urias I don't know if I can call him the Uriace anymore. I dubbed him the Uriace. Right now, he's not looking like the Uriace. Um, the Uriace. The Uriace. Some people, I get every comment. People call him Uriace. I don't like that one. I that hate that me. one. That was you. I don't, I don't like that one, okay? He's still, he's, he's going to be fine. I just, I question the level of dominance that he can get to before the postseason. He's a guy that, for the past few years, they've rode him very hard. I think he's a guy that they're going to ride until the wheels fall off when you consider the fact that he is in his platform season. He is a guy that is represented by Scott Borison. Yeah, I want to kind of touch on that, too, a little bit, how this is impacting his contract status yeah. and kind of get your thoughts on that because we've debated here in this office we off have. camera. Yeah, because Cody didn't record it. <laughs> uh yeah he's costing himself some some money right now i mean he has a lot of time uh to rebound and you know what gets pitchers paid either way it's what you do in the postseason so he could be doo-doo all year long and if he can go out and 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 put together you know six incredible starts in the postseason en route to a world series then he's going to get whatever a uh, uh, starting pitcher equivalent of Joe Kelly money is, which is <laughs> yeah. a lot more Joe Kelly money. But we've seen it. We've seen it happen a lot in this league. Shout out Derek Lowe. Dodgers back in the day, 2005, happened with, uh, with him as well. He's going to get paid. He might be costing himself a little bit right now or maybe a year or two. But I don't think it's going to hamper the bag that much. Do you feel differently? I think it's going to hamper the bag in the sense that had he had a dominant year, I think it's clear to me. I think the writing is on the wall. Scott Boris, he knows that Julio Arias, he's entering his age 27 season. I call him the pitching version of Bryce Harper and Manny Machado in the sense that... I'm so confused. I'm sorry. No, in the the (laughs) sense that he made his big league debut at 19 and he's hitting free agency so early in his career. And we know what Boris wants to do. He wants to top his previous contracts. And who's the last guy he signed to a big deal? Steven Strasburg with that $245 million deal. And that deal has been an absolute bust so we know that teams are going to look at that i mean teams are not going to invest in a starting pitcher from a eight to ten year standpoint unless they feel like he's dominant unless they are confident he can be a guy that can lead you in the postseason and be a dominant ace for five six seven years and i think what works against julio is you don't he's not a guy that's going to pump 97 98 miles per hour his fastball velocity around 93 we saw him punch it up to (laughs) 97 miles per hour but that's not what he does he induces soft contact and the funny thing about him is when he induces soft contact it's not not like he's getting a lot of ground balls he gets a lot of lazy fly balls and that's when he starts to get in his groove and then you see him get big punch outs in big spots but i personally do think that if he doesn't finish top 10 in the cy young if he doesn't have a sub three era if he enters his platform flat platform season without a dominant year i do think that this could cost him anywhere from 50 to $100 million, something in that wow. range, just because, and I say Big that, money. and I say that because I think he's a guy that had everything worked out. He could have been looking at a $250 million contract. Yeah. Now, I think Aaron Nodola is going to be in the $200 million range. I think Julio Arias could be in the $200 million range as well. But if he struggles, maybe 175 and that's still a lot of money for a guy like that. But I think I'll they're going it. for the years for Julio. And let's be honest here. Let's be 100% honest here. Andrew Friedman and this organization, if it wasn't for Julio's history with this organization, the fact that he was a former top prospect, the fact that he is the indelible image of what you think of when you think of that final out when he freezes Willie Adamas in the 2020 World Series, if it weren't for that, this is probably a guy they in most years would let walk. They would even consider it just because they don't like to sign pitchers to eight to ten year deals that's just not what this organization does also too they're putting all their eggs in the otani basket a little little uh I'm, i don't want to get too much but that's just, but it's, it's related to, it's related to the julio but thing yeah though. um yeah i can see the, the the sort of legacy contract with it you know definitely uh has that you could sniff that a little bit here and there because of what he means to to uh to the team but also we've seen this team just let people walk i know i don't know how much how important that is um 
I wanted to get to a couple of comments here. I had another one, but then I lost my train of thought because we got a few comments in here. Boomer Assassin dropping in uh, saying <laughs> something I said before. He says, Julio needs to hit the gym and switch from lardy beans to Baja Fresh. Hey, you know, to his credit, though, ever since I berated him on this show, called him Mas Gordito, he started running, you know, that's, that's whatever. <laughs> Uh, he started running up and down at Dodger Stadium. You know, we see the uh, the the clips from from the uh, the board people on the social media when they get there too early. Shout out beat writers, really terrible life. Um, yeah, you know, he's he's putting in the work. He he's trying. He wants to be like his uh, flaquito buddy uh, Victor over there. Uh, Noah Ortega with the super chat. Yo, hey, he said at least Julio Urias is getting more affordable. So, and Noah's right on with you on that. Yeah, and that's what I slashed you this morning. Thank I you. said the angle that I'm going with is the the positive side. Now they know the silver lining in all of this is that yeah, I mean there was a chance that he could have priced himself out of Dodgers Stadium, out of being on this team in the future. But if his value drops to the point where the Dodgers say, hey, we know that this guy is still going to be a number two, three starter for the entire career. He's a guy that goes out there. He's already six years removed from that shoulder injury. So he's yeah. been durable. He's been an innings eater. And I think this organization, they like him at a certain price, but it's Scott Boris. It's a number that's going to be high. It's They're going to get up against possibly the Padres, the Texas Rangers, other teams that need a starting pitcher. So yeah, I think that definitely is an angle yeah. that, yeah, this might be the only way the fact that he's struggling, I mean, let, by the way, let's just point out, I mean, he had a rough start, but he had three really good starts before that. He and went seven innings, in between, two, yeah. he gave the two home runs against the Padres, but gave just two earned runs. Also, other starting against the Padres, he gave two, two runs in five and two-thirds, and then he pitched a gem against that Phillies team, went seven strong, had ten punchy. So he did put together three really good starts, did have a 4-7-3 ERA in April, has a 4-3 seven ERA in the month of May. But I will say this might be the only if you want to see Julio Urias in Dodger Blue, the only way that you could conceivably see that long term might be if he doesn't have a great year. I think that's just the reality of the situation behind the scenes. Diane Schroeder says uh smash the like button. Yo, smash that Nation. like button. So you guys should definitely smash that like button. Leave more comments because it uh it helps us out in the algorithms. Craig Osterberg says Julio uh, well, I didn't want to read that one, but he says he needs to go down to the schoolyard. I don't know what that one means. I think he's picking a fight. But noted MLB insider, uh, Hepatitis C, you later, says uh, Dodgers better not pay Patrick Corbin 2.0. It's an interesting comp there. Corbin's on a real bad contract. Wow. You got something? You got something for me? I thought I saw there was like, uh, well, I feel lied to. Gary's going crazy in the comments. <laughs> not that one, but Gary A Gary says a. Julio got complacent and comfortable. Yeah, he says, I would pay him number two or number three money, not a penny more. Yeah, I think I'm on the same page with you on that. He says, who is Otani's agent? Who's on? Uh, Nez Bazello, CAA. He's a CAA yes. guy. This is a guy Nothing who gets by you, Chief. Nothing gets by you, Chief. That's all I do. Best friend. Yeah, he just waits for... Uh, he stalks uh, Shohei Otani. Say my Shohei Cor prayers uh, every day. Burns, Luis no, no Burns anymore. Oh, I, don't, I only like Elite. I oh, yeah. oh. Burns fell off. Burns has fallen off. Burns has fallen off. Dodgers Woodruff is actually better than Burns this year. Former no, no, NL I, MV, I, or Cy Young Corbin, you, hey, you give me one good start, I'll fall back in love. Okay, I'm easy. Craig Osterberg, Catman. <laughs> Hope he had a great game. Easy to impress. <laughs> Michael Carrillo. I think trading for Nola is worth it. Yeah, that sounds like something I'm cooking up on the side. But I still think that sounds like something. Okay. Wait, <laughs> way to give uh, Doug McCain here some ideas for the Dodger dog meter coming soon. <laughs> Subscribe YouTube.com says Dodger Nation TV. Hit the bell. Leave a like. Leave a comment. You'll be glad you did. Uh, all right, we talked about uh, the starting pitching. Um, I guess we we should we should touch on just for a second before getting into bullpen. It's how are they going to replace <laughs> Dustin May? It sounds like it's going to be uh, uh, not Grove, the other guy Stone, Gavin Stone. He's going to be back. He came off a really nice start on uh, Tuesday. He it looks like he's going to be in the rotation for the foreseeable future, unless they opt to go the Michael Grove way because he's up with the team on taxi right now. But it also kind of doesn't make sense because he didn't. He didn't go on a rehab assignment anywhere. True. He hasn't thrown, you know, for an extended period of time. Um, for an extended period of time, you know, he hasn't thrown more than, I guess, backfield batting practice at, at Camelback Ranch. 
you know, pitching to JD Martinez to get him ready to to, to rejoin the, the the roster a couple uh, or last weekend. And you mentioned Bobby Miller. He's been a lot of bad, but some good in there. I think he has what two really good starts, but still has an ERA pushing six right now. Yeah, the numbers aren't very high on him, but the stuff is always going to be going to be good. Uh, Pepio, Ryan Pepio, unfortunately, just not responding. The side is is making it uh, where he can't do his job. So we might not see him until August or something like that, which is kind of rough at full strength. Is uh is is Gavin Stone the answer for now? I think right now, I think that that is the guy I look at to take May's turn in the rotation. I think he already got that start early turns. in the season. Turns. Well, yeah, turns. I think he's going to be the permanent replacement until further notice, unless he goes and he doesn't fare well at all. But like you said, he's coming off his best start, had 24 swings and misses, 10 punches. And I think for him, the big key is, can you find that third pitch at the big league level? Can you tr control that fastball at the big league level? And also, too, can that change up play up like it did in AAA, where you're the minor league pitcher of the year, when yeah. Scout said it was the best pitch in the game at this level because it didn't in his first start against the Phillies. So it's definitely a little early, but you're never really ready for the show. I mean, you don't know if you can hit big league pitching until you face big league pitching consistently. So I think might as well give him that shot early on. And you look at Michael Grove. Look, I mean, he had a pretty nice start early on this season, but really was and inconsistent. He, and he did that while sick. Yeah, he was sick. Yeah, I know. He got that strep yeah. throat. And then he was no, sick, but. At the very best, you're talking about a guy that if everything worked out for Michael Grove, he'd be a number four or number five starter. Yeah. If everything works out for Gavin Stone, I think he could be a number two or number three starter at the very least. So when you look at upside potential, you go with Gavin Stone. Ryan Pepio, I think that's just a, a disappointing, frustrating development. Yeah, really I mean, is. they're both facing hitters, Grove and Pepio. But yeah, Pepio, what I say when he had that first oblique, oblique injuries, they linger. They're tough to assess. And for him, this was going to be a big year for him to get that opportunity. He won the role coming out of spring training. And I think that got him. I think the the Tony Gonsolin injury and him wanting that opening day uh, spot in the rotation so much, he pitched through injury and he cost himself essentially the 23 season or at least half of it wanting that job because he was hurt. In my opinion, he was hurt against, uh, and I think he actually said it at some point too. He was hurt in a in a spring training start, uh, his third to last start spring training against the Cubs, and I was there. He was pulled early, but he looked kind of like he was moving. You could see him kind of grabbing at his side a little bit. You saw the same one in his second to last start, and then in his final start, getting pulled early in Anaheim, and then a couple of days later, it's like you made you made the roster, but you're going on the IL, Michael Grove. Come on down. So sometimes you got to, you know, pick your battles and, and not go for the opening day roster and save yourself uh, three months of baseball, four months of baseball, potentially. Yeah, no, it's tough. I mean, I think you saw he grind out throughout spring training, really gave it everything he had. And yeah, unfortunately, injuries just happen. And yeah, maybe Fake later. News. Fake news. Yeah, maybe later in the year he will get that. a shot. I mean, I wouldn't the way the luck happens i mean it's like squid games every year for this for this team i mean it's like injury after injury they the injury bug sinks his teeth into this team also too you don't have tyler anderson this year and tyler anderson he's been a train wreck for the angels yeah, by the way booty. go read my tweet when he signed with the angels i said he was gonna have a bad year he was gonna have regression all the numbers point to that and he's been atrocious for the most part i mean a 527 era is fips close to six <laughs> but they haven't found that one-year gem like they had hoped Noah Syndergaard was going to be. Yeah. So, yeah, I think if you look at the rotation as it's constructed, I think Gavin Stone can he can definitely come up, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him have success. I don't think he's going to go lights out and be an ace right off the bat. I think he's going to have his bumps and bruises. He's going to have to take his lumps early on, but I don't think the answer is there quite yet. I think the big picture move right here is, yeah, you're going to have to explore that trademark. I think the offense, yeah, you could add another bat, especially a guy that can hit left-handed pitching. Yeah, you could go after a Willie Adamas who probably won't be available because the Brewers are winning, and then Tim Anderson yeah. if he becomes available, but I think with some of the bullpen pieces, they're going to come back with the possibility of Walker Bueller as an option late in the year. I think you look at starting pitching, and that's the case each and every year. I mean, even last year, I mean, you look at the first two games of the NLDS, Kershaw and Julio, they didn't have great starts. They both gave three runs. They weren't fantastic yeah, they were in that series. No. They need... I'm they were fine. They were not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, this is a team that uh, I would like to see them get one more pitcher man for sure. 
I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to go that route. I don't know where you really help this team because, you know, I mean, if Gavin Stone doesn't work out, then it's obvious. you got to go get one more guy. But what is working out for Gavin Stone? I mean, what are realistic expectations? I mean, I, uh, I mean, working out, you get yourself an 18 Bueller. Ooh. I don't I don't envision that for him, but the stuff is is pretty filthy. He just in his debut start, he did not have that changeup. He did not have uh, the grip going. He was there was probably some nerves. There was probably some sweaties. It just did not work out all that good for him. But I think uh, I think it was an extremely beneficial learning experience for him that uh, when he gets his next start against the Braves, which just looks like when he's going to make his next start. Um, I think we're going to see a much, much better outing out of him. And that's not saying very much because the first one wasn't very good. But I, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this kid and more excited that, about him, honestly, than somebody like a Bobby Miller making a debut at some point in time. Yeah, Bobby Miller's made eight or nine AAA starts. I mean, he hasn't figured things out. You don't want to jump the gun on your top prospect. You could stun his growth. And the reality is they know if a guy has a chance to have success. They won't throw a guy in the fire unless they've seen and identified ways that he can get out big league hitters. And I think right now he's still a work in progress. And there's a reason why they slow played his year. I mean, he's thought that he's been ready to go all season long. They're like, slow down. We're going to play it slow with Bobby Miller. We're going to try to continue to refine that delivery. He's a guy that... I mean, 101 plus on the gun, that's going to play up. But he doesn't miss as many bats as you would think for a guy that throws at that velocity. You know, I'd like uh, where I'd like to see that 101 on the gun, the bullpen. I would love to see Bobby Miller over Yancey Almonte getting some innings. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You can't. I, no, I you can't take your top not, pitching prospect from the bullpen. It's not a smart play, but I like to win the sports match. <laughs> but you now, know, you, I, 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 I understand yeah. it's very dumb, but I. Um, I'm not convinced that Bobby Miller is a starting pitcher. Just not. I don't think that's his future in this in this game. That could be true. I mean, that may I mean, look, 75% of prospects don't work out. So for anyone to say, "No, he's going to be the next Nolan Ryan." That's just it's unrealistic, right? Some of these guys aren't going to work out, and there has been a lot of discussion about his rocky delivery and that maybe he does end up in the bullpen, but I still think that he has shown flashes of dominance. And the thing is, everyone focuses on the velocity. It's probably not even his best pitch. It's his off-speed stuff yeah. that really is his best pitch. So I still think it's a work in progress. I wouldn't throw him in the bullpen just because that's your top pitching prospect. You basically are going to stun his development as a starter if you do that. He's a guy that needs to pitch every fifth day down there and go out there and make big, big starts. So, yeah, I don't see that happening. But, yeah, I mean, hey, man, it'd be kind of fun in a pinch if it came to that in the postseason or something like that, a role where he had gotten a full year possible. of development. Uh-huh. And you get the full AAA year of development, and then you throw them in there. Maybe if other guys go down as an option to turn to, that's interesting to me for sure. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm all, you, I've been saying this for years, man. Velo is king in the postseason. Slugging is king in the postseason, especially with a team that relies on a lot of ground ball outs and BABIP outs and finding a way to just make plays defensively. So yeah, I definitely think another guy that can, another gasser is going to be big for this team. Don't forget about Liam Hendrick, man. Hendricks is a guy that. I think this White Sox team, they're so ready to just trade for us, to trade all their pieces to us. I feel like, yeah, you're just really trying to manifest this. I I, I just know. Does anybody know where to get a voodoo doll of a baseball organization? Give it to this guy. Who's there? For the White Sox. Is that still uh, Jerry Reinsdorf over there? It's still Jerry Reinsdorf. Just get him a voodoo doll, Jerry Reinsdorf. Uh, and I heard someone else on another early program that was saying you know, a few days ago, I have this big, great idea. We're going to make this big trade with the White Sox. I think the White Sox. I told you in November, your two favorite teams this year have to be the Dodgers and whoever's playing the That's Brewers true. and the White Sox. So, yeah, I still think there is a trade to be made. And I think what it comes down to is you're only going to see them trade for, pe- for guys, for players. They're on one-year deals that have that payroll flexibility that won't limit them in the offseason. But, yeah, look, I mean, we're talking about a team that's still in first place. We're talking about a team that has played better than anyone had expected early on. It's just about getting through this 
is always the month of May. I mean, Dustin May yeah. in 2021, and yeah, they're definitely hitting a rough patch injury-wise, but hey, who knows? I mean, they could take the next three and finish off with another good month and win another series. Listen, it's a Friday show. We got to go all doom and gloom. They'd lost, they gave up 16 runs in a game. We're going to blow everything up at this point when that happens. And, and, and when it happens, when your manager benches your best player because his legs or whatever, he wants to get him off his legs because they're about to play, you know, uh, they're about to work the next day because that's what they do. Um, you got to complain about this team. This is what we do in this show. It's fun to complain about this team. Congrats. By the way, Freddie Freeman, 300 career home runs. That was cool. There's a positive thing. There's one positive thing. We are on the same wavelength. All right, let's talk about more bad things. The wise guy here in the stream asked, where are you boys eating? We well, had um, we had Cheesecake Factory I played today. basketball today. For some reason, I'm, sweating. I'm like post-sweating. Boss man getting us Cheesecake Factory. It was delicious. <laughs> cheesecake um, was good. Food's good. What you got? Oh, nothing. I was just... I was just oh, sorry, because you talked about Freddie Freeman. I was just like, yeah, it's oh, great. Oh, you went to talk about Freddie Freeman? No. King of Veneers? Chelsea was... Chelsea... He is the King of Veneers. I love that you said that. No, cameras put he out got a tweet. His Chelsea was really happy about it, too. Shout oh, out you to put Freddie. out a tweet? So proud of you. Man, yes, look at you. I did not pay attention to slightly Cameras. yesterday. To anything you did specifically, Noah, at Noah Cameras. Follow him on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you got any comments, Chief? Got some comments for sure. We got uh, Yentz down to AAA. That's from Boomer Assassin. We got Maddie Man. Yancey's confidence is shot. Mike Saldana, Freddie Freeman needs facial hair. Mike, he actually does have a little facial hair that kind of grows in, right? That's how it works. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he's not clean. <laughs> no, about Doug paying but, attention to his. But he's not clean shaven, though, is my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. a little, like. He's kind of got the 5 o'clock shadow. He's kind of got that 5 o'clock shadow. He does have Jim Carrey's teeth from the mask, which definitely looks really cool. But, Whoa! yeah. No, no, no. No, I, I do. Know about but I, I will say, though, you do. we should shine some light on Freddie Freeman because, I mean, once again, yes, Max Muntz, if you look at OPS, and if you look at the season as a whole, you could probably say he has the best numbers. But once again, he really is the Dodgers' best player. I mean, he really is the Dodgers' best player. And yesterday, he gets the home run off Cabrera. By the way, don't you love it when they always point to the ball like it's a pop-up? Like I said, it'd be a routine. Oh, I love that. I yeah. appreciate you did the I just, tweet. I, I love live that. those. Yeah, that was, that's so good. Maybe that's he fun. just meant for, he just wanted to warn the it's people like, in the fourth and fifth row. To, he was yeah. warning. He's like, hey, it's the 300th one. Uh, somebody yeah, get oh, yeah, that somebody ball. get that ball. But yeah, congratulations to Freddie. Became the fifth Dodger to reach 300 bombs in a Dodgers uniform. Duke Snyder, Gil Hodges, Gary Sheffield, Adrian Gonzalez all hit 300 in a Dodger uniform. My favorite, the chef, Gary Sheffield. Look at them now. <laughs> None of them are Dodgers anymore. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, Joe Mama says, shout out to Gary Lee in the stream. So shout out to Gary Lee for some delicious Cheesecake Factory. Uh, Seth Gribble, great comment here. Says, D-Mac gets sweaty when talking Dodgers. No, it's, I played ba I played pickup basketball today with uh, with this light today. Yeah. Light work. Let's say I'm going to be I'm gonna be popping a leaves and Tylenols all night, man. I'm, I'm pretty sore. And for some reason, I'm like still sweating, even though I played like 10 hours ago. D-Mac yeah. was like LeBron last night. He you know what helps? It was help. I was helps. like LeBron, one for twenty. Loosen up the body at home with some nice hornitos. Some hornitos. Uh, you rolled saying. your R the other day on the live stream. Hornito. Yeah, people were mentioning that. I was pretty proud of myself. We got uh, we got shout out to Gary from Joe. Oh yeah, okay, we, we got, got uh, Peach. <laughs> yeah. Mike Saldana says he just really wanted to shout out Gary. He appreciated the lunch. We got uh, Verdugo is having a career year. If you're talking about. EC Dodgers. Yeah, Verdugo, a much better year this year. I mean, yeah, I was actually a little surprised with his ability to really put it together. I mean, he's really having a really nice year with Boston. Fortunately, that team's really not going to go anywhere. But, yeah, I mean, still, that's a deal you do Boston. every single time. Boston made a huge acquisition today. You guys should read about it on DodgersNation.com. All about the massive player they stole from the Dodgers AAA system. I'm just saying. You can only hear, learn about it there, though. DodgeAsian.com. Yeah. We got I Got oh. Jams, a trade proposal package, Urias, Roberts, Thompson, and their top <laughs> okay. 10 prospects for Otani. Yeah, they wouldn't pick up the phone in Anaheim for that trade All right, proposal. Let's, let's, let's quickly talk about the last three of these games, uh, of this series, and get the hell out of here. So far, we're not looking good for our, our, uh, our weekly predictions. What, what do we have again, Cody? I forget where we were at. Clint, I already lost. Clint, you said at the beginning of the week, six and one. To be fair, I wanted to say That's three and three, good. but people make me feel bad. Because I'm always so nice and positive about the team. 
negative at Nancy over there. Doug said five and two, which is it still holds it's, up. It's I'm not play. eliminated. It it's in play. I'm like the Lakers. I'm, I hope I'm for still the best in the playoffs, but it's not are you good. really? Listen, it's not like things, yeah, you know. things are. Uh, there was a number of Lakers comments in here. So you guys yeah, should. Are you guys actually doing a thing after this? They said they said uh, they didn't right. know Darvin Ham went to the school of Dave Roberts in decision making. <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody write that article real quick. Put him. <laughs> Comment on Dodgers live stream slams Darvin Ham. <laughs> um, Shout out to you, Darvin. Th- this is uh, this is a. a I would say winnable stretch of game. I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough situation because the Cardinals were were doo doo and now they're doing okay. But also uh, Stephen Matz, who they're facing tonight right now, hasn't had a very good year. Miles uh, Michaelis has not had a very good year. Jack Flaherty has had a booty of a year, and you got Gonsolin, Syndergaard, and Kershaw going against them in that order. You you would feel confident about taking at least two of those. I mean, I think they have to come out of here splitting this series. Yeah, no, they should absolutely go to town on Mats. He's had a terrible year against right-handed pitching. He's faced a lot of bottom 10 offenses. So there's no reason why they can go out there and just go to town, go to work on Mats, score a lot of runs, and hopefully they flip the script on yesterday's game and put up a ton of runs in St. Louis. But, yeah, that, that Cardinals offense, they're hot right now. And... It's going to be tough. We saw that. Yeah, it'll be tough sledding. Don't worry. Thank you. BP Julio is not in the lineup tonight. He's not pitching tonight. You got something for me, Kimo Sabi? I got a super chat. Super chat. Let's go. (laughs) Sorry, I left you hanging in on that one. George L. for 999 said, traveled to St. Louis for the series, met Dave through an umpire friend, and he's one of the best guys you can meet. Doesn't look like he's making many decisions. Assistant coaches mostly and GM. Oh. George, are you an insider? Random fan in wow. Super Chat slams Dave Roberts. I mean, I mean, we all we knew that, that in 2017. It's the computers, you know. <laughs> no, like Those it's damn computers and their macro processing. I don't know, man. I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Dave's skill doesn't show up in box scores. Dave's skill doesn't show up with the moves that he makes. It's about just building this culture, giving young guys confidence. I mean, James Outman, Miguel Vargas, they all rave about him. So, yeah, people can say whatever they want about Dave Roberts. And, yes, he definitely should be criticized at times. But, yeah, when it comes to decision-making, pretty much throughout all of Major League Baseball, it's a collaborative effort. There's a lot of matchup playing and this and that. I think yesterday, like I said, Andre Jackson, I didn't like that. But, yeah, there's always going to be the case pretty much in this day and age. You're going to see that. So we got three games, and then we'll be back on uh, Monday, I think. Yes, we'll be back on Monday. So I'm going to give you the Clint Cure to end this show. I think these next few games, you're going to see some big stuff out of your good friend, Miguel Vargas. I, I got I got two home runs in the next three games for Miggy Vargas. Dude, Clint got a ticket to the bar- bandwagon. Hey, get on my train. It's better. We got a bigger caboose. Man, I Thank love you. that. Thank you. But that's about it, guys. We appreciate the comments. Miggy. We appreciate uh, you guys hanging out with us. Did, did you have to? You, do you want to reply? Do you do you have something to say about no, my good friend? No, give me warm Miguel and fuzzy Vargas. feelings. I'm glad it took you this long. This is just for you. I think hey, give him a lifetime contract. I think you should give him to Wander. Okay. Uh, give him the Tatis hey, right, deal. Get, right. We need to get Otani just to put some players around Miguel Vargas. That's what I think. Oh, that's built around is Miggy. That what we're doing? Is that what we're, he's okay. the chosen one? Hey, two hits yesterday. He got a nice walk too. <laughs> Jeez, this guy can do it all. Find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Do subscribe to us on uh, the the uh, podcast areas. We are Blue Heaven Podcast. You can hear all our stuff on there. Some great uh, interviews recently with our boy Doug here talking to Buster Only. You had uh, uh, the the book guy. What's his name? Eric something or other? Eric Sherman. Great Eric book. Sherman. Uh, you had the the chat with the Padres uh, um, YouTube guy. Borna. Borna, forgot about that. Hogwatch, whole bunch of good stuff on our on our Twitter. So you guys are on our Twitter, on our our iTunes feed, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, everywhere podcasts are available for free. We're there, so check those out. Listen if you can't watch live. Of course, watching live is the best way to to enjoy this show. If you want to say this is enjoying, so YouTube.com to watch live, subscribe, bell notifications, all those things. Do the things, make us happy, please. I'm begging you. Thank you for the comments, the super chats. I'm Real FRG. That guy is DMAC underscore LA. We are Dodgers Nation and all the spots and all the things. We'll see you Monday. Go Mickey Vargas.
Ring Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.